Coaching searches, quarterback shuffles, Super Bowl right upon us next week in our own backyard here to talk about all of it with us. From Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio, our guest on the Arizona Sports Line. Mike, thanks for joining us. Good morning. Hey, great to be with you. How's everything? Good. Uh, we've daily been pouring over this Arizona Cardinals coaching search, which I believe is now in day 25, Mike. So we've got the, you know, our perspectives. I'd love to get your perspective on how this has gone down and where do you think the Cardinals are in this whole search right now? It really is amazing that we've got two jobs still open with no clear idea of who the front runner is, when it may end, where it's all going, how many rounds of interviews there may be. Now, in Indianapolis, many people think that Jim Ursay is just trying to twist himself into knots to justify hiring Jeff Saturday. In Arizona, someone I trust told me two and a half weeks ago to keep an eye on Brian Flores as the potential head coach because he would help the team in a variety of ways. Football, exact opposite of Cliff Kingsbury, and we see time and again teams that fire a coach look for a guy who from a personality standpoint is the exact opposite. You need some tough love for Kyler Murray to get the best out of him. And that's what Brian Flores would bring to the table. And almost as important as football reasons, the pending litigation that the Cardinals were dragged into when Steve Wilkes joined Uh the Flores case, the idea that not just the alleged racial bias that goes back decades in coaching hires, but the idea that, Flores and now Steve Wilkes are being shunned for engaging in legally protected activities. People think that if you've sued a company, that company has every right to turn a cold shoulder to you going forward. That's not how it works. Those people have protections. Anyone who files a discrimination lawsuit under the Federal Civil Rights Act for any basis, any protected characteristic, you can't be retaliated against by that employer. And Michael Bidwell, a lawyer, a former prosecutor, smart enough to know that, and that benefits him, that benefits the league, that benefits everyone. And also the flip side is if you don't hire Brian Flores and you hire somebody else, you potentially get a separate ticket to the ongoing litigation with an argument mm. from Flores that you ultimately didn't hire him because he engaged in those legally protected activities under federal law. And when you uh, reported that, I I thought, well, that is exactly what the Cardinals need. They interviewed Brian Flores, but that was a while ago and nothing has happened. And now uh, we saw reports that that the Broncos and Sean Payton, who was also in the Cardinals orbit, now have asked for permission to interview Brian Flores as defensive coordinator. Is it possible Brian doesn't want any part of the Cardinals? and, And why do you think the Cardinals are reticent and haven't made that move yet? Well, I don't think that Flores would say no to a head coaching opportunity. Now, maybe he would. Maybe he'd wait a year. Maybe he doesn't want to get caught up in a situation where you don't know when you're going to have Kyler Murray. You don't know what the long-term play is at quarterback. You don't have faith in the front office. I mean, that's possible. It's possible. But typically, coaches don't say no when the window opens on their opportunity to be a head coach. And I don't think that his – potential interest in other defensive coordinator jobs means he's not interested in the Cardinals job. You just have to have your, your, your ducks in a row. You got to have your options lined up. And if the Cardinals job isn't going to come his way, he's got to see what else is out there. And uh, he's got to explore opportunities to become a defensive coordinator. I think at a minimum, he'll be a defensive coordinator somewhere in 2023. 
the question is whether or not he gets that Cardinals job. He wasn't even interviewed for the Colts job. I mean, the Colts did an initial round of like 13 interviews and didn't interview him. And frankly, we saw how aggressive Flores and Wilkes have been with this litigation. I wouldn't be surprised if Flores doesn't get the Cardinals job. I wouldn't be surprised if every team that even failed to interview him for the head coaching position gets added to the lawsuit with a claim that they're engaged in retaliation against someone who engaged in protected activities. Because if you're going to interview 13 people in Indy, if you're going to potentially hire Jeff Saturday and you don't even bring in Brian (laughs) Flores for a sit down, Mm -hmm. you could argue that there's something else going on unrelated to his football skills and abilities. What do you make of this? Uh, You know, here in Arizona, we've seen how the former GM, we've seen basically um, the game they've played to kind of smear Kyler Murray, to, to scapegoat Kyler Murray for all the problems that have beset this organization, which are far more than the quarterback as smart football people know would Kyler Murray really be an impediment to to a a coaching candidate to come to Arizona would it be more about the owner we've heard recently Pat McAfee imply that the facilities might be standing in the way that might seem to be a stretch what what do you think's in that mix as it applies to the Cardinals vacancy well look historically the Cardinals have had a reputation for being extremely careful with money now that that has changed to a certain extent in recent years. There was a time when, and these were facts that came from a report from Mike Silver when he was with Sports Illustrated years ago. Padlocks on the Gatorade cooler on the player's day off. Robert Griffith signs a pre-agent contract, and they deducted the cost of the FedEx envelope from his signing bonus. <laughs> Just dumb little things like that where you're penny-wise and pound-foolish. And, hey, Coaches care about the quality of an organization. They care about ownership. They care about whether or not there's a commitment to spending the money necessary to make the team as good as it can be. Their legacies are on the line. Their employment's on the line. The whole genesis of the Wilkes claim is that 2018 was basically a year where they accepted they were going to stink. And they're fine with that. I mean, that's the allegation. So that, that may be part of it. But, you know, at the end of the day, there's only 32 of these jobs. Yes. And... Most football coaches have sufficient confidence bordering on delusion that they can overcome whatever adversity may be in their way. And I don't know that Kyler Murray is an impediment. The injury to Kyler Murray is a short-term impediment because you don't know when you're going to have him again. And you don't know when he's going to be 100%. Will he be 100%? Some from ACLs, good as always. Other guys, they, they, they've lost a little something, and that's always with them. So that's the great unknown once you suffer an injury like that. But, you know, there's just a lot of questions about where this team is heading mm-hmm. and what kind of commitment there is going to be to devote the money necessary to build a winning program. But, but still, at the end of the day, every NFL franchise will be able to find many people who are more than happy to coach that team because there's only 32 of those jobs out there. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, our guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Now to the uh, the quarterback front. Of course, the bombshell Tom Brady announces his retirement. He had been linked maybe as a possibility for San Francisco. Aaron Rodgers, his name is hot and heavy on, on the movement front. He says he's not going to San Fran at Pebble Beach yesterday. I mean, as you read the tea leaves right now, what, what makes the most sense uh, in terms of a landing spot for Aaron Rodgers, if outside of Green Bay this year, Mike? Yeah, I mean, the flow chart for Aaron Rodgers goes like this. Number one, is he going to play or not play? He's got to make that decision. Number two, Packers or not Packers? He's got to make that decision after that. Then if it's not the Packers, where? Nathaniel Hackett, the former Packers offensive coordinator, 
flamed out as head coach of the Broncos now with the Jets. It puts the Jets in play, and that's the team everyone is watching. Other teams like the Raiders have been mentioned. I can't imagine Josh McDaniels and Aaron Rodgers coexisting because Josh (laughs) McDaniels does not seem to be the type who will tiptoe on eggshells around a delicate genius like Aaron Rodgers, (laughs) frankly. I mean, really, can Uh, you? I mean, it would be it would be reality show worthy. Put them on hard knocks, please, if it's Aaron Rodgers and Josh McDaniels. And and I got a theory about the 49ers for why he said he's not going to San Fran. And, And I'm trying to I'm trying to analyze the mind of somebody who operates multiple levels beyond the rest of us. There's a narrative now that the reason Aaron Rodgers hasn't appeared in more than one Super Bowl is because the Packers have failed to put talent around him, that he's not the impediment to the ability of the Packers to be better than they've been. Well, if Aaron Rodgers goes to the 49ers, who are completely stacked at every position, who have every reason to compete for and win championships, Uh and they don't, the narrative may shift, and people may start saying, maybe it was Aaron Rodgers, or maybe he was more responsible for the failure of the Packers than we previously believed. And I think that last year, when the Broncos hired Nathaniel Hackett, they thought they were getting Aaron Rodgers. And I think last year, Aaron Rodgers thought long and hard about leaving. And at the end of the day, he decided to stay put. And I think some of these guys who are on the short list of the greatest ever, they like that narrative. They like to be able to say, you know, he falls back to his tremendous touchdown interception ratio and all these other indicators to prove he's the best ever because he doesn't have the championships. And for now, he's got the excuse that it's somebody else's fault that they don't have the championships. If he goes somewhere else and it's a championship caliber team and he doesn't want a championship, he, he, he undermines that argument. Wow. And, and I really do think at some level he's sensitive to that and doesn't want to put himself in that position. Because that's how a delicate genius might think, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> that's well done. Yes, well done, as always. Mike, thanks, thanks for making Mike. time for us this morning. We appreciate right. it.